Uh, our sermon tonight is called Six Feet Back Jack, and it is based on our word of the week, Created for Courage, and that scripture reading in Jesus' words, Take Courage, it is I, do not be afraid. So we're talking about courage tonight, um, but of course to talk about courage, we have to talk about fear. But before we talk about fear, we have to talk about the most hysterical video that I saw circulating on the internet this week, which is called My Quarantine Mood Swings. And it goes something like this. I don't understand why people are so panicked. Grocery stores aren't going to close. We just need to stay calm and we'll all get through this together. I'm just saying we need to have a bunker in the basement, you know? Like so that when the zombies come and try to eat our faces, we'll be ready. We need to think ahead. Guys, I'm just going to tell you, I am not even going to bother getting out of bed today. There is literally no point. I don't even know what day it is. I don't even know what year it is. Come on, guys, what are you doing? Let's seize the day. You know what? We can go for a run, and then we can clean the kitchen, and then we can organize the basement, and then we can bake a cake, and then we can build robots out of toothbrushes. I just love that I get to spend time with you guys. I feel like I have been given the gift of family. The next person who even breathes in my general direction will spend the rest of the day in the garage. Do you hear me? I mean it. Okay, so here's your chore chart and here's your class schedule for the day. is quarantine mood swings, and it is so funny, of course, because it is so spot on for so many of us right now, including, of course, me. Hey. And we know this about extremes. We know that extremes are almost always unhelpful, right? We know that, and we know in our faith tradition, our faith tradition teaches us that it's the third way that is always the way of the Holy Spirit. Well, fear is just the same way, hey? It's got two extremes and one elusive yet beautiful third way of the Spirit, and that's what we're looking for tonight. So one extreme of fear we know, that is the extreme where we are um, consumed by our fear, overwhelmed by our fear, start to drown in our fear. If we had kept reading in that passage we were reading from Matthew's Gospel, after Jesus says those words, do not be afraid, what do you guys remember what happens next, right? This is the part where Peter steps out of the boat, starts walking across the water to Jesus, becomes afraid and starts to sink, right? And we know that feeling, don't we? Of course we know that feeling. When we start to be afraid like that, when we hit that extreme of fear, that is when we will do anything to protect ourselves. That's when the walls come up, we put ourselves first, everything else gets back burned, we go into survival mode, we put ourselves first, and as those walls come up, everything like creativity, collaboration, community, curiosity, all the great words, that we've been talking about this land, all of those things come tumbling down. And we know we don't want to live like that. Of course we know 
that we don't want that. And I think most of us, most of the time, are able to mostly stay out of that kind of trap. But the other extreme of fear, it's just as harmful, and it's even uh, maybe a little bit more so because um, the way it sounds on the surface is like so unbelievably compelling and seductive. And the other extreme of fear is this. Be fearless, right? Be fearless. We have seen firsthand how harmful that can be. And the crazy thing about it is that this is a message that we often hear from churches, right? Have you heard that kind of theology? It's definitely making the rounds right now, as it does in any time of crisis. And it's this idea that we can be fearless because God is in charge. And so because God is in charge, if we just do X, Y, and Z, if we can just have the faith of Abraham and pray like Paul and be fearless like Jesus, nothing can touch us. Well, anyone who's been paying attention knows that that's not true. And anyone who's been paying attention knows that no amount of faith has ever or will ever protect us or keep us from pain. And here's the thing about that fear. Over a hundred times the Bible says, do not be afraid. Well, no disrespect, Jesus, but I am afraid. Of course we're afraid. Look what's happening around us. That is a reasonable and rational reaction. And neither of those extremes is helpful, hey? But our faith offers us a third way. Not to drown in our fear. Not to be fearless either. But when we are afraid, that's the moment Jesus comes to us reaches out a hand, catches us as we fall, and pulls us back to our feet, inviting us to a third option. Not fearless, not drowning in fear, but an invitation to make peace with our fear, essentially. And as to what that looks like, the best metaphor I've ever seen comes from a writer named Elizabeth Dilley, and she, like a lot of creatives, faced regularly some really harsh, really fear-inducing, really critical voices inside of her whenever she tried to do her creative work. And so one time she was about to embark on this big writing project, and so before she starts, she writes this, an open letter to fear. And it goes something like this. Dearest fear, Creativity and I are about to take a road trip together. I understand that you're going to come along because you always do. And fear, I understand that you believe you have an important job to play in my life. And may I say you are superb at your job. And so by all means, keep doing your job if you feel that you must. But fear, know this. Creativity and I are the only ones who will be making any decisions on this road trip. There's plenty of room in the car, so by all means, come along, make yourself, com make yourself comfortable. 
You are entitled to have a seat. You are entitled to have a voice. But you are not allowed to have a vote. You are not allowed to suggest detours. You are not allowed to go anywhere near the roadmaps. You are not even allowed to touch the radio. But most of all, fear, my dear old friend, you are absolutely forbidden to drive. Fear comes because, of course, it does. What do people of faith, people of courage do when that fear comes? We're not afraid of it. We acknowledge it. We feel it. We recognize that it is a reasonable reaction to what is happening around us. And then we give it to God and we let it go. Fear can come along for the ride, but it cannot drive. Fear can do its job and work to keep us safe, but it does not get to determine the contents of our minds or the contours of our heart. And above all, fear does not get to determine how we experience the precious, beautiful gift that is being alive. This is true courage. Knowing that there is no guarantee of safety and choosing to live and love anyway. That's our goal, people. And if all of that fails, if fear comes, we welcome it and acknowledge it and try to pass it off to God and let it go, and it's still there, if that voice of Satan is still there whispering in your ear, you do not have the strength to stand this storm. You know what you do, right? You look it square in the eye and you whisper right back. Six feet back, Jack. <laughs> oh, man. 